Welcome to episode 58. Do you feel stuck and not able to start your fitness journey, stay consistent, or just get out of a rut? If so, this episode is for you, as I speak with entrepreneur, real estate investor, and consultant Amina Blake Foreman, and she shares with us valuable insights and actionable tips to help you get on the road to the life that you want and deserve. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Inspire to Run Podcast. Here, you will find inspiration. Whether you are looking to take control of your health and fitness or you are a seasoned runner looking for community and some extra motivation, you will hear inspiring stories from amazing runners along with helpful tips from fitness experts. Now, here's your host, Richard Connor. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inspire to Run Podcast. I'm so excited about my guest today, Amina Blake Foreman. She's a good friend of mine and a consultant affiliated with Keller Williams. She's a real estate investor, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and just all around really great person to know. So Amina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yes. So excited to have you here. You know, we're going to talk a lot about what you're doing in, in fitness. And I know you talk a lot about the 5am club and just the wonderful work you're doing there amongst everything else you're doing. But, you know, let's just get the conversation started and just learn a little bit more about you and what you do. Okay, sounds great. So um, as you said, uh, first and foremost, I say I'm a mom, then a wife, I hope my husband doesn't listen to this podcast. And then um, also just a serial entrepreneur. You know, I had my own business from seven years old, I started off selling local spices and I was born and raised in a beautiful island of Trinidad and Tobago. And um, that's when the bug of business bit me. And that just translated into when my real estate career got launched. I was 16 years old and relocated to the United States. And it gave me the opportunity to dive further into my love for business and entrepreneurship. So I'm really excited about the journey I've been on. And now that I'm able to take all of that knowledge and experience and good fortune as well, because I've had some great mentors along the way and use it to help and inspire others. Oh, that's really awesome. And just for our listeners, I mean, and I met, uh, gosh, it's been 10 years or so now. And it's been wonderful just to kind of keep in touch over the years and follow you and follow your journey and your success with all of your different ventures. So just really congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I don't take all the credit. It's really about surrounding yourself with People, you know, uh, Jim Rohn said that you're the average of the top five people you surround yourself with. And I think I've taken that to heart. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you said that because on the podcast, we focus on three pillars around mindset, movement, and motivation. And that is one thing that I really admire about you is your mindset. So, you know, can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, especially as you're kind of going through business, like how do you approach the work that you do and how do you stay motivated and how you, how do you always look to take yourself and your business to the next level? Yeah. Um, really, the the main pillar for me is the happiness advantage, you know, really finding joy, finding the good, looking at my cup half full versus half empty always, you know, doing the thing, spending the time with the people that recharge me, taking time to to always give myself a little bit of a pulse check on my mental space. I believe in things like daily affirmations, you know, I not only believe in it and do it for myself, but I make it a huge part of the people that I lead as well. So uh, mental fitness to me is really, really important. We actually have done mental fitness 
diets and exercises just for a mental fitness. And because they said that you really can control your first thought, but you can control every other thought that comes after that. So what we've trained ourselves to do is to always be conscious of what's happening in between these two ears, because sometimes you get that negative thought and you might think you can't do something and that's okay. However, if we catch ourselves and we use like a little bracelet that will snap to kind of do a pattern interrupt, then you can do the next and say, well, what if I can? What would my life need to look like in order for me to be able to do that? So always being aware of our thoughts and, and, and spending time, you know, and figuring out what are the things that recharge you and get you into positive mindset. It might be music. It might be exercise. It might be hanging out with friends. It might be reading a book, going on vacation. There's so many great things. Um, but really being in tune with that. And it's something that I've spent a lot of time investing in, learning about, and truly take, because I believe that, you know, your mindset is 95% of your success. Yes, very, very true. I, I don't know how the saying goes. I like to I like to mention sayings, but I'm not sure I always get them right. But it's something <laughs> about thoughts lead to words and words lead to action. And yeah, so, so yeah. definitely starts with, you know, how you're thinking and having those positive thoughts versus negative thoughts. Well, I love that one. It's, um, I use an acronym for it. It's called Point Far. P-T-F-A-R, okay? So the, the starts with your P is your programming, right? So things from your history, your past, your upbringing. So your programming leads to your thoughts, the T. Then your thoughts lead to your feelings, the F. Your feeling leads to your actions, and then your actions lead to the results, which now burns a new hardwiring and a new programming, so it goes back into a circle, back to your new programming, then your thoughts, feelings, actions, results. That's wonderful. That was far better than what I came up with. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that. That's, that's super great. And, you know, one of the other things that you mentioned around the daily affirmations, and this is something that I try, but admittedly, I haven't been able to keep this habit. But when I was doing it, it felt right. And, you know, there was, there's, I guess, different philosophies about what to do, but you have the spoken affirmations, whether it's certain times of the day, and then you have the written affirmations. And there's some science there behind being able to having it really kind of sink in, right? If you write it down, you have better memory of, of whatever your affirmation is. So what do you do or what do you believe in versus spoken versus written and the types of affirmations? Yeah, I do only written. And um, I think, you know, they say that when you write something, it goes from your head through your heart and then to your hands. So that's, you know, for me, the written one. And I do, obviously, the rules of the affirmation. It has to be the three Ps, positive, present tense, and personal. And um, depending on what I'm going through, I would just... Sometimes start with a thought that I have, which may not be a, a proper affirmation. And then I gauge that against, is this positive? Is this present tense? Am I owning this right now? And is it personal? Is it about me and what I can control? So I would start, maybe I will start with, you know, this job's too hard or I can never run a 5K. And then, okay, that is not positive because the word not is in there, you know? And so changing I could never run a 5k to I am a successful 5k runner <laughs> and then saying that and writing it down because as you're writing it it's you're going to be saying it mentally but what it does it just 
feeds it into, you know, your subconscious mind. So when a challenge does come up and that negative thought comes in, you have that data bank store that will kind of help you snap into now the positives. So for me, it's about writing it. I write it out. I have a journal that I carry with me at all times. I even have it right here with me always very close by. And I can open that and find, you know, the affirmation that I wrote this morning or last night. Wonderful, wonderful. So you write it into existence. Yes. That is awesome. Well, I'll definitely have to pick it back up again. Like I said, getting up early in the morning and and doing it. And then also in the evening, I think I would speak it in the morning and write it in the evening is what I was doing. But I have to get back into that habit. But it felt right when I was doing it. Yeah. Very cool. So, you know, I'm happy that you mentioned about someone thinking or having those thoughts that they're not a runner. Maybe they, they want to run or maybe they want to do something different in their, with their health and fitness. And running is really a nice uh, opportunity to do so. So whether it's running or cycling or whatever the fitness is, you, someone may not think that they could do it. So I'd love to talk about kind of your experience. And it doesn't have to be specific to running, but you are a successful entrepreneur. You're busy at work. You're busy at home. And you still find time to do all of these things uh, related to fitness. And, you know, I really love for you to share with our listeners, just kind of how do you approach that? And how, how do you find the time? How do you have the right mindset? And, you know, some of the things that you're actually doing there? Yeah. So we have this famous saying that we've learned in our organization that says, if it's not in your schedule, it doesn't exist. So if for some reason, running is important, journaling and affirmation is important, it has to show up in our schedule somewhere that it's literally time blocked in the schedule or else it's, it's just an idea. <laughs> it really doesn't exist. So, um, so that's number one for me. If it's important to me, I'm going to find a way to put it in my schedule. The other thing is I talked about surrounding yourself with positive people. I find that I am most successful, especially in business, but also even in my fitness journey when I do it with others, because it's that extra layer of accountability. It's I'm a people person. And sometimes, you know, not always the best philosophy, but we tend to show better for others sometimes than we do for ourselves. So um, that's something that has really helped me in both business and personal is always surrounding myself and doing things with other people because I just show up differently. Um, and then the, the other thing is, um, when we're looking at your schedule, it's one, if it's not in your schedule, it doesn't exist, but also does my calendar match my goals? Someone that I look up to as a mentor says, you can look at anyone's calendar and you could potentially tell the type of lifestyle they lead. You can also tell probably how much money they make by looking at what they're, where they're investing their time. So I think calendaring it and setting a goal, but then having your schedule and your calendar reflect that goal has been important on my journey and that I, I teach others. So true. So true. And then what if you have a lifestyle that is just a little fluid, meaning your work hours are non-standard. So you kind of have to be flexible there. Like, how do you manage that? Do you because I could just imagine if, if someone puts something on their calendar and then something happens at work or, or with the family that, hey, I missed it. So maybe I'm just not going to do it. How, how do you build in that flexibility as kind of, you know, life gets in the way? Sure. And it, it's call, erase and replace. So great. 
family is important and I get that. So if family is important and spending time with family or being there for family, that should also be in your calendar. And we know life happens. So you might have family time blocked in the evening and your workout time blocked in the morning. But for some reason that day, your family needed you in the, in the morning. That's when you get to play that erase and replace game. Okay, great. I'm going to do that. I'm going to swap that with the block that I had this evening. And now I'm going to replace and put my workout time this evening. I'm going to be there for my family. So a lot of times people don't block family things, Richard. You know, it's, it's interesting to me that if that's important and if you have goals around your family, those need to show up in your calendar too. And when you live by that calendar, and some people think that if I live by a calendar and everything's on there, like that's a little bit stifling. I actually think that it creates a discipline that then creates some freedom for you. So because it's freedom of your thoughts, you know where you should be, how appropriate you need to be acting in that moment, what you need to be doing at this specific time that then leads you to, because remember, you're building this schedule based on your goals. So that discipline does create the freedom and allows you to have that feeling of accomplishment when those goals show up on the other side. Oh, that's really great advice. And I probably need to be a lot more intentional about that. I use the calendar for a lot of things, but not as much for family. Uh, so that that's a really good point there. And, you know, interestingly enough, it used to actually create friction at home with all of my calendar events, because I'm off doing work, or I'm off doing volunteering, or I'm traveling. So, so I'm realizing that maybe some of the friction was it wasn't as much family right in there so all we're getting is <laughs> all i'm sending off or all the work or the volunteer that my personal activities so that's really interesting i'll have to add that to you know kind of the way i schedule things yeah yeah perfect perfect so that so thank you for sharing that that wonderful wonderful tips for someone who, who's busy who that may be you know a barrier for them in terms of i'm too busy to to work out or I just don't have time. I have a family. I have this. I have that. But having it on the calendar and really kind of being able to adjust and be flexible, I think that's really great advice. And I think you called it a race and replace. A race and replace. Oh, you have so many wonderful sayings. I'm going to write all, this, <laughs> all of these down. And the, the only way you can erase and replace and play that fun game is you have to have it. It has to exist first to be able to erase and replace. So it starts with blocking it in and then kind of playing a little bit of uh, chess with pieces. Perfect. Perfect. So, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about movement and talk about how do you get moving? Like what, what excites you in terms of fitness? What, where do you feel like really accomplished? And yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So first I have to talk about hiking because you know, that's, that's my favorite. Um, because to me it's, it's, it's just that feeling of getting to the top and I do hike where you can actually get to a point. Some of my favorite trails are the ones where you can get to the top and just kind of sit there for a moment and, and take it in. So hiking is definitely one of my favorites for movement. So most outdoor activity, it doesn't take too much inspiring for me to, to get moving with that. But, you know, when the winter months comes around, the things like that, I, I have to work a little harder at it because hiking is just easier for me to do and being out there cycling is easier to be out there. Um, that's when I really lean heavily into the peer groups and the peer accountability. And I actually have a, a group chat. We are group chat beast mode. Shout out to any beast mode people that are listening to this. Um, we have our beast mode. We've been going for three years strong because we actually started before the pandemic. And it was just a way of accountability 
for doing, we have a very low standard of just 30 minutes of movement per day. And it's like you you check in. And if for some reason a, a beast mode member haven't checked in in a couple of days where where it's sometimes it gets a little intense with with the, the trash talking and so forth. So um, but it, it just surrounding yourself with people that have similar goals that will hold you accountable and not let you hide. Those are the things that really keep me moving. And I know sometimes if I miss a day and I don't get moving and I see everybody else posting their movement activity, I'm like, OK. Amina, you've got to get it. You got to get it because you know if you don't put, make a post tomorrow, they're going to be on you. So I really think a community around it has helped me a lot. So doing the things I love, and um, and then the other thing is making for me making the workout because I am not the like most like fit gym rat like gotta get going type of a person. I know it's important for my health, so I'm prioritizing it for that reason too and and thinking of my loved ones and wanting to be around for a long time to be there for them. You know, but for some reason I think having that community or making that workout experience something that's fun for you. And one of the things I really enjoy outside of work is music. So some of the things that I would do sometimes at night I will create a really awesome playlist of music that I love and realize and, and time it out and make sure, okay, it's 45 minutes, it's an hour. And I'm excited sometimes to do my exercise, not because I'm excited about the exercise, but because I'm excited about the playlist I created the night before. So I have all these little tricks that I do um, surrounding myself with people, you know, being outside and getting to that place. So I feel like that sense of accomplishment that day, I may not have gotten to my my ideal weight or my ideal fitness goal that day, but just feeling that sense of accomplishment that day. That's why hiking is definitely my favorite. Um, those are some of the things that really helped me with movement. I love that. Thank you, Amina, for sharing that. And just kind of thinking through a lot of the things that you're saying about, let's start with hiking. So you and my coach would get along very well. He's he's always hiking and he's encouraging me to hike up to the Andirondacks, which I think I promised maybe about a year ago and I haven't kept that promise yet. So, yeah, that's still on the list to do. But um, you two get along great. But that that's really great that that's your, one of your favorite forms of movement. And, you know, you're you're getting active, you're getting outside, which is good for you and something we don't do enough and something we haven't been doing as much over the last couple of years. So all that's wonderful. And, you know, I have a few questions for you about the accountability group, because this is truly important to have people keep you accountable. So if, if no one's watching you and ah, maybe I could skip a workout, right? No one's really going to notice and it's my choice. But if someone's watching you and they're going to kind of call you out on it, that could be motivation in itself to, to kind of keep going. So that's really wonderful. So is it 30 minutes Every day, like if someone doesn't see someone else check in, I don't know, do you have like accountability buddies where folks like I'm paired with somebody and I just make sure that each we each other, but everybody just looks out for everybody. How does that work? Everyone looks out for everyone. There's only six of us in the group. So it's okay. small. Um, and if, if you miss a day, they don't get on you for that because we know life happens. But by second and third day, that's when the trash talk starts coming out and, and, and all that good stuff. So it, it really allows you to not slip too far. Got it. And then how do you, is everybody required to, I would say, declare their goals, their, their fitness goals? Is that like where you start so, we, so they know this is what Amina is looking to do, so I'm going to make sure she stays on track? Yes, we declare our goals. And then in between, because this has been going for a while now, like they just ended a challenge. Someone said, you know what? 
hold me accountable for 30 minutes a day. And I think it was so many less adult beverages and they had like this. And for every time they did not meet the goal, they were putting $50 in a pot. It was his own personal challenge, but whoever showed up and hit their goals got the money. So they, we just created these random things, whatever, just keeping it fun and interesting and, you know, and then have one time one person who was like, you know, missing a lot of days when the money came in, she wasn't on the, on the giving end. She was on the receiving end. She was definitely motivated by that money pot. And we're like, wow, she's on the leaderboard all of a sudden. So we do all sorts of fun challenges and it's, you know, it's not static. We just, we just keep it light, keep it fun and, you know, keep motivating each other. Oh, that that's really wonderful. That's great. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about that kind of on the, well, we'll finish, let's finish up with the movement piece. And then I want to talk about motivation because you, you touched on it a little bit. So for the movement piece, so I heard hiking, I heard cycling. What, what else is in there? Zumba. I love Zumba. I've done a lot. Of, I actually um, started with, I started with Zumba, then went through the pandemic. There was a lot of online Zumba sessions, but because of my love for music, it's a great match for me. So that's why I think some people have like a vision of what movement should look like for them, but make sure it aligns with the things that's fun for you too, because that's when you'll actually be more consistent with it. So, so Zumba classes are great. I love that. Um, I, I, I don't know if we're supposed to say certain brands, but I do have my cycling bike that everyone craves. <laughs> and I have my special um, instructors on there that play the type of music that I love, that I follow. So I really work to create a little bit of an experience for myself with it because it's just not something like I would rather work than work out because of how high my motivation is on the business and entrepreneurial side of things. So I have to work a little harder on the workout side of things and make it fun, make it inspiring, make it something that aligns with what I'm interested in so that I can be more consistent. Yeah. And it's really interesting what you mentioned about, you know, finding something that's fun because obviously on a running podcast, we mostly talk about running, but it's really about, you know, what you can get into and what you enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy it, then yeah, for sure, it, it doesn't make sense to do it. And, you know, thinking about running, we try to get folks to a point where they gave it a good try, right? After 30 days or 60 days and you did that couch to 5K and at the end, and you did your first 5K and at the end of, the, end of it, you're like, meh, this isn't for me. You know, that's fine. I'm going to go cycling. I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to do Zumba. Like all of that is great, but being able to inspire others to really kind of prioritize their health and fitness and take up something that's going to help them, help them do that and keep moving. Yeah. No, and I agree. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a goal of mine. It's on my vision board to be able to run a marathon someday. I'm not there yet. And um, that's why I enjoy being a guest on this. So maybe my next time I come on is to tell you all about my experience in running a marathon. But the way I envision myself going there and creating a plan around that is similar to how I've even started the fitness journey, I'm going to have to find the who's, I'm going to have to surround myself with some people, right? You being one of them, of course, Richard, like surrounding myself with the people, making sure it's fun, making sure that I have the playlist for when I go out running, making sure that I'm doing it in a way that there's a community or there's a challenge. So it, no matter what it is, once you've set the goal, 
the purpose of the goal is to create the plan. We can now create the plan that would allow us to get there in a way that's authentic, in a way that motivates us and as a way that, you know, is fun for me because fun and happiness is a big part of my world. Oh, that's really wonderful. Let's talk about the marathon for a moment. <laughs> oh, is this, I'm is so this glad you brought that up. Starts? <laughs> so glad you brought that up. So I must make a confession. Uh, and if you know, if the listeners listening, you've been with us for a while, they, they know my story. So I'm, I am sort of a long distance runner, but not really that long. So yes. 5Ks, 10Ks, and just over the last two or so years, half marathons. Mm-hmm. And I've really been thinking about doing my first marathon potentially in 2024. So not 2023. I have my, my own goals for 2023 already set. But for 24, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe a, a full marathon is in the cards. And kind of like what you were talking about, making it fun and exciting. I want to, if I do a marathon, I want to pick one that's going to be fun and exciting for me. So over the last few weeks, I've seen a lot of my you know running friends and folks I follow online have done the New York City Marathon. And I'm like, hmm, relatively local, a lot of fun, one of the most famous marathons in the world. You know, uh, I'm, There's a lot of others, of course. But if I do one, that might be the one I do in 24. Hey, you're going to be very close to where I am too. So that would be fun. And hey, I, I truly believe that you can be anywhere you choose to be in five years. So, you know, I know that my life today does not look anything like it looked five years ago. You know, so I am putting mar- I even have on one of my someday goals, I don't know the timeline on that one, is to be able to do an Ironman. Like, why not? Because if we don't have these big goals, we'll never take the actions to eventually get there. For sure, for sure. And do you think having those big goals could scare somebody away? Or like, how do you think about, this is my big goal, but here are the small milestones that I need to work on to kind of get there. How do you think about that? Yeah, we, we have learned a technique called goal setting to the now. So you, you start with that big someday goal. Like, it's so big that it might not even happen sometimes in your lifetime. And then you go to five years and you ask yourself a question, like, what do I really need to accomplish in five years that it will put me on track to eventually accomplish that someday goal? So if someday for me is running an Ironman, like, what do I need to accomplish in five years? Maybe my five-year goal would be to run a marathon. Great. So if I want to run a marathon in five years, what would I need to do or accomplish in one year in order to put me on track to be able to run a marathon in five years, which will put me on track to be able to do an Ironman someday. Okay, well, maybe I will need to run a couple of 5Ks. Great. So now I go to my calendar and I figure out how I can maybe get, you know, five, six 5Ks done this in the next year. Right. And then you ask yourself a question. Okay, maybe my first 5K is coming up in February. Well, what do I need to do this month that will put me on track to be able to run my first 5K in February, which will put me on track to be able to do a marathon in five years, which will put me on track to be able to do an Ironman someday. So you see how you take that big goal and then you chunk it down all the way to, well, what do I need to accomplish today that will put me on track to be able to to do what I need to do in a month and you go backwards. And that today might 
be doing 30 minutes on a treadmill. So you went all the way from an Ironman in someday to 30 minutes on a treadmill today, which might mean 40 minutes tomorrow, and then you keep chunking up. So you chunk it down, then to go up. That's so wonderful. You are educating me today. So now I need to start thinking about what is my goal for 2024? How do I kind of backtrack to today? And what do I need to do between now and then? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This this New York City Marathon is becoming more real by the moment. <laughs> I love it. I will be there to cheer you on. <laughs> oh, that'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. I mean, this conversation has been so much fun. This is so wonderful. Uh, you know, some of the, one of the questions that I ask all of my guests on the show is, what is the one thing you would say to inspire uh, our listeners to run or to prioritize their health and fitness? Ooh, this is so easy. Now it's making me think because <laughs> what, what immediately came to my mouth is prioritize living in the moment and your happiness. And if you focus on showing up as the best version of yourself, And if you really focus on having that positive mindset, using happiness to your advantage, looking at your cup half full versus half empty, you get the mindset right. And when you get the mindset right, we know that's 95% of the journey. So really focus on living in the moment, living without regrets, really showing up as the best version of yourself today. And then I think the rest just becomes easy. That is so wonderful. You shared so much with us. You've educated us. You've inspired us. What can the Inspire to Run community do for you Ooh. and support you? Um, I I would say, you know, I always like to give before ever even thinking of asking, but I would say, um, you know, health is part of wealth and we know that money is good for the good that it can do. And I'm super passionate about helping people. My life mission is to help as many people possible live a better quality life. And I do a lot of that through real estate and helping people build wealth through real estate because it allows you the ability to have passive income, to build generational wealth. And if you know anyone along that journey that we can help and we can support and help them build wealth for themselves, their family, buy, sell, invest, then let us know and would love to be part of that journey and with you or with someone that you know. Perfect. Perfect. How can our listeners find you and follow your journey online? Um, You can find me on my fan page. It's my name, Amina Blake Foreman, hyphenated between Blake and Foreman. Um, I am at my friend Max. So you just hit follow um, on my page and then we can interact and I would that's the easiest way to communicate with me. And I, I, I look forward to seeing many of you send in requests and, and start communicating with me on that platform. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Amina. So we'll have that information in the show notes to make it easy for our listeners to find and follow you online. Amina, thanks again for coming on the show, sharing your wisdom and inspiring us all. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for having me. And I'm looking forward to seeing you run that New York City Marathon. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Amina. Thanks again and have a great day. That's it for this episode of Inspire to Run podcast. We hope you are inspired to take control of your health and fitness and take it to the next level. Be sure to click the subscribe button to join our community. And also, please rate and review. Thanks for listening.